Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Mutt from Bow Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is a podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. It's really, really not that good. Episode number 135 of the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast, the finest bow hunting podcast ever produced in Sherrard, Illinois. We are at 1600 Buckslayer Place right here in the Bucketorium in the aforementioned Sherrard, Illinois. In the studio today, Kurt, Eric, and the round man with the square deal. I'm Steve. That's a that's my new name, guys. I'm constantly turning your mic down. <laughs> thanks, I know. <laughs> thanks, Steve, for having me on our own podcast. I really appreciate hey, you. You guys, I had I had to do that. Uh, Philip Vanderpool gave me that name, the Round Man with the Square Deal. That yeah. podcast is coming soon. This is our first episode being back in studio mm-hmm. uh, since we recorded at the 2017 Iowa 2017. Deer. I always call it the Iowa Deer and Turkey Classic, but that's completely incorrect. Yeah. Um, well, unlike Steve, he said Des Moines, Illinois on one of them. So That's the second yeah. year in a row, Des Moines, <laughs> Illinois. Philip and Clint called you out on that. Yeah, yep. they did. Uh, good dudes. Uh, stick, that, that's going to be a fun episode, man. It was one of the best ones uh, we've recorded. We've got some really fun stuff um, coming down the, uh, down the pipeline for that. We're back home. We're in the Bucketorium. Happy to be back. Eric, did you have a good time? I had a blast at the Iowa Classic. It was Kirk. a great time. It yeah. was it was such a good time, man. Anytime you can get out there, it's such a fun show. And the cool thing is a lot of the vendors have the same space, so if you go there a couple years in a row, you know, you'd be able to run the same guys in the same place. So yep. that's something really special. Made a lot of new friends. Yeah. And all Seen that. a lot of old ones too. Yep. So it's it was awesome. nice to catch up with everyone. There's a snowball effect. Especially when you bring Steve with you, he's an icebreaker everywhere you go. Oh yeah. I've never met a stranger. But um on to more important things, you know, we couldn't do this podcast without the uh, the help of our good friends. Everywhere you guys listening, but especially uh, all the cats working at uh, Scent Crusher, Dan, and now our good friend, now Audrey. Um, she was absolutely fantastic. Check the last episode. What's her last name? Poffy. Poffy, you're right. Poffy. Yeah. I got it right. Th- I, I got it right when she was looking <laughs> me right the in the pee. eyes. Erase the P. Right. It's fo- it's Poffy. Yeah. So. That was a real good episode. It was a blast. Sin Crusher, um, 
we got to thank them for everything they do for us, uh, especially on the trip to the Iowa Deer Classic because I use the Ozone Go before and after Steve got in my vehicle, mm-hmm. which was just absolutely is, well, that's necessary. A, that's a must. Oh, you yeah, have to do it. Yeah, you have to. And then, uh, of course, HHA Sports. Uh, we talk about it every episode. Yes. Single pin sites. The rest is coming in less than a month now. Um, I know April that will start to be available. Mm-hmm. Um, lifetime warranty, single pin sites. Freaking, you can bang those things off anything, and they're still going to hold true. Yep. Um, yep. And if it does, hey, the warranty's there. Um, Smith Custom Meats and Deer Processing in Viola, Illinois. Beautiful. Steve would explain to you how to get there through his long drug out directions. It's Google through, maps it. It's through <laughs> through a couple hollers. Um, Smith does awesome everything when it comes to deer meat, um, sausage, brats, of course, backstrap. That's good no matter who does it. Unless, meatloaf. Unless it's a dirty oh. facility. Yeah, the meatloafs are awesome. Everything jerky. Mom, the meatloaf. <laughs> but uh we got to get him back on for an episode. Yep. Um, He's got to be wrapping stuff up there. Ooh, yeah. I don't know. We do almost a thousand deer a year. It's uh, for, you know, just a few people there at, at Smiths. And then of course, uh 164 Outdoors, um our good buddy Ross Bigger, um the big man. Yes, the big dog. Um it, elite dealership there, mm-hmm. new and used elites. Um he's from Respect the Game. And, uh, yeah, you got to go see Ross if you want to get yourself an elite bow or shoot him a message on Facebook. Any questions, he can he can help you out with that. And uh, you have a veteran shout-out, Steve. I do. I do have a veteran shout-out. Our, uh, our good buddy Dan Solon, uh, he just wanted us to get the shout-out for him. I got that pulled up right here for you. So he was wondering if uh, we could give a vet shout-out to his, uh, his father-in-law, Joseph and uh, I'm going to butcher this name, so I apologize. But, like uh, normal. I think people are used to it yep. now. So. Joseph Borbena, um, he volunteered for a service in the Army in the uh, Vietnam War, which, I mean, that's such a huge thing because everybody knew how when them vets were coming back, the way they were treated, getting spit on, and, you know, he volunteered to go uh, go fight communism. So thank you for your service. Um, he said he not only gave me his daughter's hand in marriage, but he's the person responsible for putting a bow in his hand and introducing him to bow hunting. So not only did he go to fight for your right to bow hunt, he also taught Dan Solon how to bow hunt. So awesome. thank you, Joseph. Yep. Thank you for your service. You're a good man. And, uh, man. Keep doing what you're doing. Man. I love I love hearing this, man. I love when you guys send in the vet shout-outs because I feel like – it, it, it hits home. It hits home, man, and I, I feel like I can't, I don't do enough, but I want to keep doing more. So, guys, keep feeding us stuff. Um, you know, we we shout out all these organizations and stuff. We love vets, even if they don't hunt. We'll shout out anyone if you guys. Get yeah, them. yeah, they don't have to hunt, man. But it's cooler if they do. But just keep sending us that stuff. So, thank right, you, Dan, sure. for sending Joseph's name our way. Thanks, Thanks for your service. Yep. Yep. Thanks, Dan. He's a. Uh, I, we appreciate you. Um, we appreciate our active listeners. You can be a listener, but especially when you send us some love through messages and just comment, that always makes us feel like people are kind of hanging in there with us, which is, I mean, how could you not like that? Yeah. Um, speaking of veterans, another podcast that I'll give everyone a oh heads boy. up on <laughs> that, it, that is coming from the Iowa Classic. I felt like I was hosting like some sort of like crazy Howard Stern show. We podcasted with our buddies over at uh, Patrick from Heroes Hunting yep. and uh, Prairie, Prairie Storm Outfitters. They came. joined us for the first time on a podcast. <laughs> on the podcast. Uh, um, there was a bunch of crazy shit went down. Um, don't, we'll just, spoil, don't spoil it. I won't. Don't spoil it. <laughs> if you follow us on Facebook, you kind of already know, but it's uh, that podcast is hilarious all over the board, and you're going to learn a thing or two about hunting um, in Kansas as a non-resident and really a lot about hunting in yeah. Kansas. So it's all over, it jumps all over the place, which if you have ADHD or have a problem with focusing on like, oh, I can't just sit and listen to a podcast all the way through, I, I, I zone out, this one will be the podcast for yeah. you. Oh, yeah. um, I'm going to have to listen to it <laughs> and make sure first before it goes out. Yeah, I think I, I heard, you were the ringleader of that that circus that went on down there and man it was absolutely great that i had a i was grinning ear to ear and i would look over at eric or laugh i'd look over at kurt and kurt is like what happened to the show man it used to be <laughs> such a good thing i was having a blast <laughs> oh, i'm like man good. i feel like i'm hosting some crazy like sh- weird yeah. show like yeah I, I think mark and john fit right in oh with us. boy and big shout out to john too he's also a vet so yep and uh sergeant patrick perkins uh i, I don't know if that's 
if that's okay, if like a civilian can call somebody by their rank, somebody let me know because I had a question about that and I, I forgot to ask. Let me know. Just personally message me on whatever. And so I will me. say, check out Heroes Hunting on Carbon TV because yep. uh, he's going to be wearing some working class bow hunter gear on this oh, next for season, sure. which is also very exciting for us. Okay, we'll move right on with the show here. Um, go ahead, Steve. This uh, this one's going to be a dandy. We got Justin Martin from down south, and uh, dude, the the guy's a jack of all trades. You know, he's a professional archer, does his hunting show. He's a home builder. They run, uh, man, they run a a, a television. Uh, how would you how would you call that? I like think a, it's a network, and yeah, a network, like yeah. A, a production yeah. studio. This guy's absolutely nuts. Um, this is gonna be the first time I met him, but you watch a couple episodes, you're like, all right, this dude will fit right mm-hmm. in. So for sure, he's uh, he's in Mercer County South. For those of you who are dedicated <laughs> listeners, <laughs> right? Okay, yeah, we'll get him on, and uh, we'll hope you guys enjoy and hang in there with us, and we love you. All right, on the phone with us, we've got a guy who is actually from the South. Justin Martin from down south. He is actually in the south, funny enough. Uh, Columbus, Georgia, Fort Mitchell, Fort Bend. It depends on who you ask at the ASA shoot. Why don't we ask him the man himself? Justin, where are you at? What's going on, guys? Hey, thanks for having me. I am down here, kind of like you said, it's a little confusing. Somewhere between Columbus, Georgia, and Phoenix City, Alabama, on either Fort Mitchell or Fort Benning Army installation. And we're shooting the second big ASA tournament of the year. And, uh, man, this is something that's near and dear to my heart. I love the competition of 3D archery, of any kind of archery, really. But ASA is the premier game in the, in the 3D stuff. And uh, this is the second shoot of the year. And we just had kind of a practice day-to-day. And tomorrow, uh, all of us pros will get started shooting with our first round. We'll shoot 20 targets tomorrow and uh, see – how that goes, kind of the the placement. It's kind of like, um, you know, just getting your feet wet. You can't win it the first day, but you can darn sure lose it. And then Saturday, we'll shoot our second round. And after the second round's complete, they'll take the top five shooters out of pro class, all the pro classes, and they'll shoot what's called a shoot down. And they'll shoot six additional targets to see who's going to come out of here with a win. Right on. Well, as you were telling us on the on the phone before we got started, you didn't even really need this practice. You know, your number one seed is guaranteed in that shoot off. <laughs> um, you know, you're just that good of a shooter, and uh, you know, along with everything else you do, you're a very busy guy. Pretty busy, and I'll tell you something else that made me even busier is we just had our third child about one month ago. <laughs> oh, good so lord! Oh. You've got the TV show. You've got the archery competitions you've got i own a construction company and now you got three little kids running around the house well two of them are running one's just kind of sitting there waiting for you to give it a bottle but you know <laughs> oh my gosh it's kind of crazy to, to say the least do you ever sleep at all man not nearly enough i'll be <laughs> honest with you but you know what i wake up at five o'clock in the morning most mornings like raring to go because i mean i i don't I'm not ADD or anything like that, but I may be a little OCD. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's not always a bad thing, but I, I guess yeah. I can see where it it can affect your life a little well, bit. Well, yeah, absolutely. You know, you're babysitting the kids, and then you're babysitting all the guys on the job site. Hey, you know how it goes sometimes. Oh, I mean, I'm walking around with my kids babysitting them while I'm shooting my bow and judging yardage. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's multitasking to the highest degree. Redneck style. That's for sure. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's awesome. Right. So, you know, we've got a lot to get into. Um, you know, where do we want to start? You know, we'll, we'll basically start with the with the tournament archery, you know, cuz that's what's going on right now and then we'll we'll get into some stuff a little bit later, but uh tell me tell us how you got into uh, you know, tournament archery. Man, it started when I was a kid. I started shooting tournaments, started shooting a bow when I was 10 or 11 years old and um Really got to got to thank a guy named Howard Beeson. He really uh, helped me to get started on everything, and he kind of took me under his wing. And he was a guy that was a national champion. He's an older guy now. He was pro- he's probably close to ninety years old. Super intelligent guy. He actually worked for NASA and then moved to Fort Rucker, which is right at my hometown. Hmm. And he helped them start putting in flight simulators. So you're talking about a guy that's literally a genius, okay? <laughs> and then he 
one of the most accomplished archers uh, of that time. So I was really spoiled, to be honest with you, because the first arrow I ever shot, I had a state champion, a national champion archer, sitting there telling me how to do it correctly. So, right. yeah, I mean, really just a lot of things came together to, uh, to be able to kind of get off to a good start with everything, to be honest with you. Starting you right off on the right foot, correct from the Absolutely. from the get go. And it was so funny, man. I'll, I'll never forget it. I think I was ten when I first started. Uh, when I got my first bow, and I mean, it was a honestly a hunk of junk from Walmart. All right, I saved up like seventy five bucks of like birthday money. You know how you, when you're a little kid, you know, <laughs> oh, you get yeah. birthday money and that sort of stuff. Right. So, you know, I saved up a little bit of that and bought a bow at Walmart for I think it was seventy four dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and my parents, I'll never forget it. My parents at the time were, you know, I'm sure they were thinking because I'd kind of be thinking the same thing. Well, this kid is just wasting his money. This will last probably a week and be done with. And uh, it's kind of funny how it's led into a whole lot of things. You know, it's led into two of the ways I make my livelihood, you know, with the, comp- the competitive archery television show because I got in the television show business really from the competitive archery side. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Had a passion for it, really loved the creativity side of, of putting things together on video and on, on photographs and stuff, and was able to to get the partners in place because of my relationships from the tournament side. Mm-hmm. So they kind of gone hand in hand for a long time with me. Right. What do you, uh, if you had to pick one, if someone was like TV or tournament archery, what route would you go? Like, if you only get one choice. Man, that would be an impossible, impossible choice. I mean, <laughs> the good news is they kind of go hand in hand because tournament side really is more February to August. So right. it, it would complement hunting season really well. The only one that they kind of butt heads with is turkey season. Mm-hmm. And turkeys are something that, man, I'm, as we say down here in the South, I'm eat up with it. All right? <laughs> I love turkey. All right? I love chasing these birds. And, and these birds in the South, are, are a lot of the South especially, are really tough. They've been pressured. They've been hunted since they are in an egg. Okay? Right. So they're hard to kill. It's not just, hey, run out here and shoot a turkey and it's done with. It's tough. It's a challenge. And that's one of the reasons I think I love it so much uh-huh. is you've got the whole goblin and strutting and, you know, the, the, the atmosphere and the whole nine yards. But, you know, it's a challenge, especially when you try to bow hunt them. Right. If you kill a turkey down here, South Alabama, North Florida, Georgia, you know, if you can kill one of these birds with a bow, you really can feel like you've accomplished something. And uh, it's been sure. pretty neat. To, to do that, I was able to take two birds to my bow last year. I cheated on two and shot two in my shotgun. <laughs> cheated. And, uh, I, I'm looking forward to uh, to getting back after them. We're actually starting turkey season Wednesday. Oh, like, man. Week away. You southern so, boys love your turkey hunting, man. man. And we do, too, as well in the Midwest. But it's uh, it's usually, you know, here in Illinois and Iowa, it's primarily whitetail first. That's where everyone's focus and sure. interest is. And it's like turkey – it's – not always this way across the board. Usually, you know, turkey season will carry me over. Um, but in the in the South, man, and I love it that you guys are just so into turkey hunting, and it it's, it, oh, yeah. it drives me more to want to chase after the turkeys as hard as you guys do. I mean, that's all TV shows right now. They're all turkey hunting, mm-hmm. just putting down some big birds. It's awesome. Oh, yeah, man, no joke. It's in my hometown of Enterprise. I would be willing to bet there are probably more turkey hunters than there are deer hunters. Wow. Um, a big thing down here when you go in the morning is everybody, most all the good gas stations around here <laughs> serve biscuits, okay? Like the <laughs> breakfast is awesome. Like you know, at these gas stations, <laughs> I mean, it's perfect. It's beautiful. It's a redneck drink. And, uh, and you go there at 4.30 in the morning, get you a biscuit before it's time to go to the woods and that sort of thing. You see seven other guys in camouflage at 4.30 in the morning at the gas station. Yeah. You know, <laughs> when it's turkey season. It's, it's crazy. It really is. And kind of tell you a funny turkey-related story. Uh, Eddie Salter. Everybody knows who Eddie Salter is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Eddie's a great, great friend of mine. He's from – he lives about an hour from me. He came down and did a uh, – 
did a seminar at my buddy's hunting store Monday night, Wiregrass Outdoors. And I took my two kids, two of my kids, I took my five-year-old girl, Ann Kipley, and my three-year-old boy, John Thomas. And Mama stayed at the house with a newborn, of course. So I was like, well, you know, I'm probably just going to take Ann Kipley. She's five. She's all into the turkey call. She loves it. You know, she's trying to get me to teach her how to use a diaphragm call right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's, she's totally cool with it. My boy, JT, just turned three February 20th, okay? So he's young, and he is wild. I mean, buck wild, all right? <laughs> so my buddy Brock that's on the show, he's, he's there at the seminar, and I'm like, man, hey, we're going to run a little bit late. We're coming in from soccer practice, and so save me a seat. Well, where do you think he saves us a seat? Right on the front row, right in the middle. Oh, there so you go. That turns into, it turns it from Eddie Salter giving a – turkey calling seminar to Eddie Salter and my two kids giving a turkey calling seminar. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's one of those dad moments that you're like, holy cow, what do I do here? Like, I don't want to go grab them and like start spanking my little boy in front of 75 people up here, but I'm totally embarrassed right now because I can't get my kids to sit down. Hey, you tell (laughs) tell them kids, it's time to sink or swim. You know, you got to learn the ropes real quick, you know, (laughs) around here. I shouldn't be proud of them because two of my kids gave their first seminar when they're five years old, three years old. That, I mean, you know. <laughs> that's legendary. A, that's accomplishment right there. Yeah, it is so crazy. Absolutely so crazy. legendary. Eddie's such a nice guy, man, just a super genuine guy. What you see is what you get. And, you know, he just he, he just loved on them, and it just made them a part of it and, and the whole nine yards. It, it was really good. I've never had the pleasure of meeting Eddie, but I know one day, hopefully I'll try and catch up with him maybe at one of the trade shows here next year. But uh, let's talk about Down South a little bit. This show is awesome, man. Well, I appreciate it. You know, for five or six years, I did a show called The Season and did it on Outdoor Channel and Sportsman Channel. And I got kind of looking around at things, wanting to do something a little bit different. And my thought process was, why is a guy that lives in South Alabama basically doing a Midwest hunting show? There's there's nothing like the Midwest. I love the Midwest, okay? Mm-hmm. I live an hour north of Panama City Beach, Florida, okay? So it's kind of hard for me to do a Midwest whitetail show. Right. So that was one thing. And then started having kids about that time and didn't want to be gone quite as much in the fall and everything. Of course, want to stay at home and, and, and do the family thing, because to me, that's number one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I said, well, there's not a whole lot going on on television that's kind of showing the South. You got some of the Mossy Oak stuff a little bit. And then even the Realtree guys, I mean, they all live down here in the South. They live actually right here where I'm at now in Columbus, Georgia. Yep. And But a lot of their hunting, it's all Midwest stuff you know, majority. And I said, man, let's do something different and let's focus on what we do in the South. You know, when it comes to the deer, there are a lot of things here that, that I feel like a lot of people can relate to where we're at a four and a half year old, five and a half year old deer. He's going to score somewhere between 125 and 130. Occasionally you're going to have the freak that's going to go 140. Okay. But if a guy has a 120 inch deer and that's a mature four and a half, five and a half year old deer, I started seeing a little bit of shame from people that are in parts of the country that don't grow big deer. It's a totally different genetic deer. I mean, it's a different right. strain of deer, okay? Mm-hmm. You it's a subspecies, essentially. Yeah, it is. So you can't catch a 12-pound bass in a pond that's only got six-pounders in it. So exactly. They're, they're sitting there watching TV and seeing this cat pass on a 140-inch deer. They can't relate to that. And not only can they not relate to that, they start going, you know, when you when you see them kill a good deer and they post it on Facebook, you're like, hey, hey, Bubba, man, that was a really good deer you killed the other day. Yeah, but he was only 120. <laughs> I'm like, well, he, he was a five-and-a-half-year-old deer. That's as big as that deer is ever going to get. I mean, if you're not going to shoot that deer, you're never going to shoot a deer, you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and also, I felt like some of that was something that we really – needed to bring out i mean you're not really going to ever see us shooting spikes and you know two and a half year old deer and stuff yeah. like that we're trying to get mature deer mm-hmm. but it's all kind of goes back to the you know eyes of beholder thing you try to take the most mature animal and whatever he has on his head is what he has on his head i mean 
Mm-hmm. That, that's pretty much it. For sure. And then lots of other stuff. You know, we do a good bit of bow fishing, a lot of turkey hunting, uh, a lot of hog hunting, some of that. So it's a little bit of variety. I try to do as much deer as possible. And then we do turkey and then all the other stuff too. Yeah. And then I wanted to bring in a little more of a storyline. Instead of what to me became sort of cliche, everybody copying what Michael Waddell did on Real Tree Road Trips of, <laughs> hey, we're going we're gonna to show video of a guy playing the guitar around the campfire and then show you what we cooked for supper that night at hunt camp. Right. Every show has that, okay? And I said, why don't we do a little more of a storyline like entertainment value or explaining why is Justin hunting this spot? Yeah. Well, it's because it's because Brock lost a pet, and so Justin's going to get to go hunt Brock's honey hole spot over there, and he winds up killing a really good deer. You know, let's <laughs> yeah. kind of flesh that out. Let's kind of show here's what here's why Justin's hunting here, or why Greg's hunting there, or that sort of thing. You know, give a little more of a story, a little more depth to it, it other than just hey wham bam there's a deer yeah know? and and what down south you know kind of plays off to me is you know we watch a lot of hunting shows and you're you know you're right they're they're the same thing but like what your show brings i could literally tune that on and it, the marketability with that if i tune that on to like cmt or something or like a big network show i'd be like oh yeah this fits right in because it's it's it is different man you know you've got like you said the storyline um the way it's filmed and the camaraderie uh, and, and the camaraderie, yeah, it's it's produced definitely produced really well. There's it's produced very well. You have characters, you have everything that it needs. Um, and I'm not sitting here bashing any other hunting shows, but sure. what you bring is uh, it's something that can hit a wider audience. And I think you know, every, everyone can relate to your show too. I mean, mm-hmm. so well, I, I I appreciate that. That's definitely what we're shooting for and what we're going for. And this season that we're we're almost turkey season will kind of complete this season, and when it does, man, I'm so excited for folks to see the new shows that'll start in July. Right now, we're kind of playing the reruns from from this past third quarter and fourth quarter, but July will start all the new shows, and we're taking it up a whole other level. Well, let's talk and about where like people can really find excited. your show because sure. I don't think we mentioned that beforehand. Absolutely, you can find it on Sportsman Channel. Um, you actually can check it out Friday nights at 10 o'clock Central Time, and then also on Sunday nights at 5:30. And uh, and all we got two really good slots, then a couple other bonus slots throughout the week. And uh, and you can also check out everything on the Facebook page, facebook.com/slash/watchdownsouth. You can go to our website. We've got a lot of uh, archived shows on there. Watchdownsouth.com. Just a whole bunch of stuff we're putting out there. Are you on my? Things- Go ahead. Oh, are you on My Outdoor TV? We are. And okay. we're also just starting on Carbon TV as well. Oh, we do. We love Carbon TV here. Yeah. So that's that's something new. The ink just got dry on that about a week ago. So you'll be able to find our show on both of those outlets. Awesome, so that'll man. be really yeah. good. We're excited to see what, you know, see what happens with that. See how good the response is and what kind of traffic we get on that. So For sure. that'll be really interesting and, and fun to see. Carbon TV is is for the working man. You know what I mean. It's, oh, yeah. it's one of those things. You it's taking over everything. You can get it on everything, any device. You just put in your email, and you can watch all of these awesome hunting shows. That we've done a lot of podcasts that have shows on Carbon TV, and it's just like you can watch this. You don't need to have cable right, and have this right. network provide, and then have the bonus sports package to get outdoor yeah. or sportsman you, channel. Which outdoor and sportsman channel are fantastic. I absolutely love them, but nowadays. Just the way things are going, Carbon TV is there, my outdoor TV is there now, and who knows what's next. Yeah, but so. what's what's number one about Carbon TV, you ain't even need a debit card if you want to check this show out, you know? It's absolutely right. free. Exactly. That is so huge that they would do that. And I'm such a huge fan of that, so I'm, I'm glad that you're going to be on there, be able to check you out for free whenever I want, wherever I want, when I'm on the job site, not working hard, I'll be watching down south. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So we're excited about that new uh, that new venture and that new outlet for the show. Um, so much, you guys know how it is, so much blood, sweat, and tears goes into a passion. Because if you're in this industry, if you're producing outdoor television, you're doing podcasts, you're doing anything in the outdoors, you're doing it because you love it. You're not doing it because you're making millions of dollars. I mean, you're right. doing it because you love it. And it's just a passion 
you know, that, that just burns inside of you and you want to share your experiences and try to do something creative, try to do something different um, to, to show, you know, this sport we all love so much in the best light possible and be able to share it with as many people as you can and include your friends and family and everything else as you go and, and kind of grow through it as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, the good thing with with this podcast is, number one, we are making millions of dollars. Oh, that's awesome. You know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> a couple of 400 million here. We're getting Conor McGregor money, but yeah, it's it's been a fun time, you know, doing something. That's absolutely key. You know, do something with guys you like. I like these two. I, I like Kurt and Eric. I don't think they like me that much, but it doesn't matter. You know, when you when you're at the dollars makes up for it. Hey, it does. Yeah, they 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 they, they touche. Four million extra for Kurt for having me in his house. It, it works out, but you know we get to we get to come and talk about the hunt and you know everything in the outdoor industry. We get to talk about. We're all friends here, and we get we just have so much fun and. I love the interaction. Do you get a lot of interaction with uh, with what you got going on? I mean, what's how is it on the like the tournament scene? You know, Facebook messages. What what are people thinking about what you're doing? Man, it's it's really cool. And I'll be honest with you, sometimes it's easy to get lost in what you're doing. You know, your world becomes really small, so you don't see much or think much. Sometimes, at least I do, outside of my office, I get caught in that trap, kind of okay, here's what we've got to do today, all right? We've got to get this accomplished today. And you work so hard on it, and you kind of forget how many people are, are seeing it. And then it's so refreshing to me, especially to come to these tournaments, okay? To, to come here and have several lots of people uh, come up and tell you something funny that they like from the show or, or make fun of me about – something stupid I did on the show or, you know, something like that to where, you know, they're watching and they care. Right. And that's really right. cool. You know, um, I had one of the guys today out on price range come up and talk to me and ask me if, if Brock, he's one of the guys on the show, if, if Brock was, was my brother-in-law or related to me somehow. And I was like, no, I was like, he's not related to me. He's just, he's my boy, you know? And he's like, well, I figured y'all must be really tight for real. Because, I mean, he said, I can tell how competitive you two are. Oh, man. I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're like brothers, that's for sure. And, and no doubt, we're, we're competitive to the to the nth degree. <laughs> Does he shoot competitive archery as well? No, he's scared. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> he ain't ready right to step up to the plate. Dude, you, uh, you, yeah. man, you Southern guys crack me up. We, we got to talk to a bunch of Southern guys over here uh the past couple of weeks and man, I just love your expressions for things. I mean, you know, and it's that, that, uh, not like that Southern, uh, not that Southern comfort, but that Southern hospitality, man, you, you definitely got it. You know, you're sitting here talking to you and you're like, dude, I just want to hang out, drink a beer or club soda with you and just talk hunting. You seem like one of those guys who's very approachable. Can anybody well, just okay. walk up to you and talk to you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's like, I don't know. That's like a crazy question to me. Yeah, of course. That is kind of a well. This is how we met, Justin. Me and Eric were at ATA. We we're yeah. at the the dinner at ATA, and I look up and recognized you, and I'm like, "Hey, man, here's a couple of koozies. You want to do a podcast?" And that's pretty much how it all went down. And right. that's sure. you know, so I mean, I don't know. We were yeah, both. Everyone was wore out at that point at the dinner. Oh, but man, oh yeah. I love it. Wore yeah, out. That's I'm a good sure. word for it. Yeah, well, you know, everybody's just beat down, guys. I mean, you're you're trying to get work done, you know, with what you guys are doing and what we do at ATA. You go from meeting to meeting to meeting to meeting to meeting to meeting. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much it. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you are just like, holy cow, that was a 10-hour day and my head's pounding. Right, but, absolutely. But, you know. Uh, we, we do enjoy it, and I mean, I even enjoy the business side of it, and uh, you know, because for the most part, you're dealing with a bunch of good people. And uh, yeah, you and definitely are. Stuff. We're kind you of know, the point. Go ahead. We're kind of the point where we're like, you know, the more people we meet, the it just good relationships and good friendships, like especially through podcasts, because and that's why I like our form of like outdoor media is because we get to sit down. And talk to people like you and really have genuine conversation that, you know, of course, it's through a microphone and 
microphone into a computer or whatever recording interface you're using, but it's rare beside hunting camp during hunting season that people get to sit down and have a real genuine conversation with one another. And we get to do that once, twice, three times a week, whenever we want. And, uh, it's just, it's really refreshing to have people like you on or people like Philip Vanderpool or, or anyone on and that just going to talk genuine and mm-hmm. talk hunting and share a common interest, even though we might not know each other on a completely personal level yet. It, it's just kind of a beautiful thing. What, what we're able to do. Sure. Well, you guys know, I mean, it's, it's conversations, almost a lost art now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everything's 140 characters or less. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. You know, we live in a fast food society, and, and hey, what can you do for me? You know, that's kind of the attitude a lot of people have about things. Oh, well, if you can't help yep. me do this, then, you know, I don't have time for you. Yeah. Right? And that's, yep. that's not the way to be, man. I mean, that's no way to go through life. And, uh, 100% you know, it, agree. It's all, about, it's all about working together and scratching each other's back and, and just having a good time with things because, look, we're not going to carry any money or any tree stands with us when we go, you know? Right. So mm-hmm. it's all about those memories and relationships and everything else. And, uh, and all, and that's one reason it's about family too. And, and I kind of circling back to that a little bit, but that's one of the main reasons I decided to do down South was, yeah, I thought it was going to be a really good idea. And, and I think it's something different and everything else. But for me, I didn't want to be gone from my family so much. And now I'm able to do everything within, you know, an hour or less or two hours from the house. So pretty much I'm able to get back in time to tuck the kids into bed and and do all that stuff during hunting season. And that means a lot to me because when my little boy that's three now, when he's 30, he's not going to think back on, man, that was a really good deer dad killed. He's going to think back on, was dad there at that ball game or was he not, you know? Yeah, well, and that's that's what's important to me. Yeah, well, let's not put thoughts in his heads because hey, you never know that 170 inch deer that you kill. <laughs> hey, man, yeah, it's worth missing my uh, first time walking. You know, <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yeah, absolutely. Now, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love shooting stuff. All right, there's no, I don't have time for politically correct, you know, jargon. I'll just be honest. I really like killing stuff. I love it. <laughs> right on. Right I on. Really do. Yes. <laughs> what What is your favorite thing to kill? You know what? If I live in the wrong part of the country for it. Elk hunting is my number one favorite. Oh boy, I, man, that's because tough. That is a combination of turkey hunting and deer hunting a seven hundred pound animal, and you hunt them just like we hunt turkeys. I mean, they act just like a big gobbler. I mean, they, they respond and react and interact with the, the cows just like a big gobbler does with hens. And when you're hitting them right, you know, they're bugling, doing their thing. I mean, you treat it like you're hunting a 700-pound turkey. And, man, I love it. I've only been to elk hunting three times, but I, that's something I would have to say it is my favorite. It really is. Beautiful country, just everything about it just really cool could you imagine how how scary a 700 pound turkey would be <laughs> just, like, oh, just like three foot long spurs Dude, them them southern boys would be loving it i mean that's when you get a team together exactly exactly you get a whole team together you break out the old uh you know four gauge ww whittemaker <laughs> you know? yeah. have you guys ever heard of tk and mike You've never heard of that. They made comedy videos back in the late 90s. I don't believe uh-huh. I have. All right. All you guys, this is your homework assignment for you guys and all of your listeners. You need to go on YouTube and look up TK and Mike. Okay, They Steve. made the, some of the funniest hunting videos you will ever see in your life. And uh, it, it's hilarious. I mean, those guys were ahead of their time. I'm telling you. Um, I got to know those guys when I was going to college at Auburn. They lived right there in that area. And my naturally, my, my part-time job while I was going to school was I was the archery guy at the hunting store. So they'd come in there for me to work on their bows and all that kind of stuff and got to know those guys. And they were just 
crazy. I mean, it's just so funny. And they'd come up with these videos, turkey hunting videos and elk hunting videos, and it's just hilarious. Everybody's homework assignment needs to be go and YouTube TK and Mike and and check them out. You will die laughing. You'll because a lot of it you'll go that right there is just like me and my buddy. You know, everybody can relate. <laughs> They're they're just hilarious. I will not. I cannot do them justice just talking about them. You got to go search them on YouTube. Oh yeah, man! You'll be on the ground laughing and rolling and roll tide. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I heard that. Yeah, I heard you went to Auburn. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'm an Auburn guy. That's for sure. That's fantastic. Okay, Steve's got that right now. We're going to look that up right after this oh, podcast. for sure. They, they, I just looked them up. They look like some good old boys. Oh, do they? Uh, oh, yeah. One thing, uh, Justin, I want to talk about real quick. I, I don't want to forget this. Is I want to talk about your hunting setup briefly and also your tournament sure. setup briefly. Sure. Okay. I'll give you kind of the rundown. For the hunting setup, I'm shooting an Elite Impulse 31. And I'm shooting Black Eagle Rampage 300 Spine Arrows with a Ramcat Diamondback 100 grain broadhead. And then I shoot a CBE um, Tech Sight. And then I'm running a Trophy Taker Smackdown Rest and a Shrewd Ambush Stabilizer. That's pretty much my setup. And I'm shooting a, a, a Scott Silverhorn release. And I probably pull about 63 to 65 pounds is, is peak weight on the bow, probably shooting around 275 or so because Rampage is a pretty heavy arrow, then it's 300 spine. So it's a pretty heavy setup, um, but I really like it. Um, just penetration is really good with that setup. And it's the same setup I shoot hogs with too. And with hogs, you've got that big kind of, you know, big blade, really, that, yeah. that armor right there on the shoulder. And you need something that's really going to lay the hammer down mm -hmm. uh, when you eat hog hunting, especially, you know, pretty good-sized hogs. So anything from whitetail to elk to to hogs, that's my hunting setup right there. I love that rig. I've got a sweet-looking one that's in Max 1 camo, and it's just a cool, cool setup. So do you use the Longhorn uh, release for not only hunting and tournament? The Longhorn um, is a back tension release, mm -hmm. and I actually shoot one called a Halo. It's real similar oh, okay. to yeah, yeah. Um, And I just use it for tournaments. Um, I'll use a Silverhorn. I know with all the horn stuff, it gets a little confusing. The Silverhorn is just a wrist strap release. Um, and it, it's made for, you know, shoot with a loop, which 99% of people do now. And, uh, and all. when it goes to the tournament side, I'm shooting what they call the Halo. And it's a back tension release. It's all brass. That little bit heavier feel that you get with that release because it's brass. It just makes you feel a little bit better when you're at your anchor point and able to come through the shot. It's so important to have a surprise release, uh, especially in tournaments, okay? You can get away with kind of commanding the shot in a hunting situation more so than tournaments. When the nerves really get going and you're so trying to be so precise and so just fine-tuned, you really need that shot to be a surprise every time. That way the first shot of the tournament the last shot of the tournament are really close to each other and, and really repeatable. And on the tournament side, I'm shooting an Elite Victory 37. I uh, got a sweet-looking, trendy teal bow that I'm running this weekend. I love that and, color. Man, it's just a cool-looking color. And I've got Winner's Choice uh, string on it that's with brown L material, their new Fury. And it's kind of like a cream color. So that sort of off-white and that teal, man, it looks pretty sweet. I'm not going to lie. You I know, saw I that teal. Hung up. Go yeah, ahead. I don't get real hung up on looks, but, hey, it only takes a little bit more effort. Of course, did not only shoot good, but also look good. You know what I mean? Yeah, send us oh, a yeah. picture of that. I saw that teal at ATA this year, and immediately I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I need one. And mm. the thing is, it's, I, the teal, the, every color looks good on the new Elite. Oh, the that pink? The the yellow looks yeah, good, yellow. man. Oh, that yellow. And the, and the purple. The purple's sick. Yeah, the purple's yeah. awesome. That It wasn't like the hot pink. It was like the kind of, like, faded pink. Oh, dude, well, we saw that. I saw the trendy teal immediately. Like I, my fiance, that's that color is exactly her favorite color. I took a picture of that and right. sent it to her. She's like, 
I need that right now. Yep. I'm like, well, I might need it too, though. I don't know. Let's get a man, twofer. It's cool looking bow with black limbs, man. It's just, it's really cool. Ooh. It's cool looking. I shoot a um, a CB Vertex sight, and I run a shrewd 29 millimeter scope with a four power Zeiss lens. Because uh, in these tournaments, we're all shooting movable sights, so you can actually dial it exactly to the yardage you want. So you're aiming dead on all the time. And then I'm running 30 inch shrewd bar out the front, and then uh, a 12 inch bar out the back, and then I'm running a um, a trophy taker, just lizard tongue rest. And uh, man, this bow is absolutely hammering. If if I'll just halfway do my job, it hits the middle. I mean, it's it's probably one of the most forgiving bows I've ever shot, and definitely. Probably the easiest bow I've ever shot, to be honest with you. That's awesome, nice. man. I, I mean, I don't know what else is going to win you over on an elite bow there. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, well, we covered a little bit about the tournament side, a little bit about the show, your setups. So there's something that we like to do towards the end of um, – we, we need to do it more. We kind of slip and don't do it enough. Mm-hmm. We call it a rapid-fire segment where we're just going to – we just throw questions at you. They're one answer. If you feel like you need to elaborate, you're more than welcome to. But for the most part, it's uh, just a one answer, quick. You know, a quick, and we'll get on to the next one. But if if you gotta if you gotta elaborate, feel more, you're more yeah. than welcome to go into it. So, all right, I'm getting all amped up. I'm ready. You there you go. Fired up about it. Okay, the first question we always have to get out of the way because Kurt says, "All right, you get to save it. You get one." Steve, who's your favorite pro wrestler? Man, it has to be Hulk Hogan back in the day. Hulk Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, have to be. We're a Hollywood Hogan podcast, but good answer. Next question. Yes. Favorite camouflage pattern? Real Tree Max 1. Favorite movie? Top Gun. Nice. <laughs> Last song you played? Uh, Buy Me a Boat by Chris Jansen. Huh? Favorite band? Uh... I'm from Alabama, so probably Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> are they from Alabama? I didn't know that. <laughs> they are. They're actually from Fort Payne, Alabama, North Alabama. They're above Montgomery, so, uh, yeah, they're up in the northern part of the state. Well, buy me some mountain music, or what was that hit? Yeah, man, old Dixieland <laughs> Delight, cuz. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Back in college, you couldn't at least, you know, get a little smooch out of a girl and you had Dixieland Delight playing in the truck, something was wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> or you look like me. That's one of the two. Uh, favorite outdoor magazine? Bow Hunting World. We already know this, but I'll ask it anyway. Favorite bow brand? Elite, man. You mean you mean other people make bows? <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Backstrap or jerky? Say that again? Backstrap or jerky? Backstrap. Favorite outdoor-related show besides your own? Mm, That's a good one. There are a bunch of good ones out there, man. Just a whole lot of good ones. Um, I'll probably go respect the game. Yeah, nice. We love that show. You love Ross Bigger, don't you? Or Clark Cummings, the Mile Time Club. That's right. Um, where are we at here? Um, favorite podcast. This is not a biased question here. It could be non-hunting related. <laughs> hey, you throw it wherever you want. Favorite podcast is gotta be working class. Bowman. I mean, come on, guys. Oh, man, love man. it. Yeah. Self-serving, you know. Love it. Okay. Between my, myself, and I'll say my name so it sticks in your head. Kurt, Steve, and Eric, who would be your favorite podcast? Steve's host? a round boy with a square deal. Oh, uh, I'm going to say Kurt because... You and I have had to text so much with, with coordinating, getting all this stuff together in my crazy schedule today. Well, the, what the hell? You want my number? Yes. I'll give you my phone number. We can talk to each other. I get points. Kurt I has ne- three points now. Total. Justin, I never win. I, for some reason, I do all the work, but Steve gets all the credit. I don't get what they the hell. They love it, man. They love it. Man, it's, it's all about those unsung heroes. You know what I mean? Hey, <laughs> That's what's up. I gotta give a little shout out, to my boy Richard Price. Richard pretty much runs things. Yeah. Now they're okay, and he's the kind of guy. He's like, when we try to video him a little bit, he's like, uh, uh-uh. he's like, I work here. I run the camera. I'm not in front of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> so he doesn't get any of the love, but but he works his tail off. And uh, and man, sometimes it's the people behind the scenes that really do all the work. 
Yeah, you know, really, the people who know their place, you know, that just, hey, man, I want to put out a good product, and I don't care to be on camera. I just want to work this. Well, I believe all star. I believe me and Eric uh, met Richard at the ATA when when we were eating dinner. Yep, that's right. Um, where we at on the questions here? We are at uh, morning or afternoon hunts. Morning during the rut. Afternoon during early bow season. Typical or non-typical deer? I want to kill a big old freak, man. Just a just a non-typical. I've never killed just a just a pure big buck with a bunch of trash on him. I've killed them with little hooks and stuff like that, little stickers and whatnot. But I want to kill one that's just just trashy. Right. Know? Right. Okay. Um, hang on or ladder stands. Hang on. All the time. You kill the buck of your dreams. You go back to hunting camp. Are you going to celebrate with an ice cold beer? Are you going to have a liquor, some mixed drinks? What, what are you going to celebrate with? I'm old school down south redneck, man. That's probably going to break out a natty lot. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. That's a, that's a first. That's a first. Oh, dude, it. yeah. That's a, he shot it on Natter Day. That's awesome. <laughs> what is your dream hunt? My dream hunt? Probably a grizzly bear. Wow. Yeah, we haven't heard that answer before. No, that's a good one right there. Favorite restaurant? Favorite restaurant? Man, when you start talking food, that's a serious question. <laughs> a little bit of thought. We just talked about a dream hunt, and he knew right away, and talked about favorite restaurants. Like, oh, yep. man. man. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, the, the, there's only one or two options on the on the dream hunt. When it comes to food, I mean, I love to eat, brother. Um are we talking chain? Any, or are we talking anything? I'm telling you, you're on death row and you get one last meal. What is it? <laughs> oh man! Not saying you'd be on death probably, row. <laughs> I'm gonna probably say Mike and Ed's barbecue joint in Auburn, Alabama. They make a what's called a pork chop sandwich, which is basically a boneless pork chop that's about an inch thick, and because it is so good, it'll make you want to slap your mama. <laughs> All right, we're uh, we're on our way right now. All right, yeah, we're not going to slap my mother because she's a saint, but uh, you guys want to volunteer your moms? <laughs> okay, favorite tree stand snack? Man, honestly, moon pies. <laughs> moon yes, pies, good yes. lord. Moon pies and RC Cola. What are you watching, the Green Mile? Good lord. It is. It's terrible, guys. I'm telling you, those things, they're not good for good for you but they are good to you <laughs> yeah, he, oh, yeah he says that because there's no leftovers from Ed, what is ed and arbuckles or I'm, I I'm using that from now on they're there those leftovers so you can't take them to a tree stand with you <laughs> that's right man a real quick story one time it was so funny when we were hunting in kansas a few years ago like we were hunting daylight or dark i mean we were in the tree stand probably an hour before daylight and i mean it was pitch black when we'd get down it's cold, and you know that you're going to be hungry. And after that first day, I didn't take enough food. I was like, you know, you get a little bit of boredom when you're not seeing deer. And I don't know about y'all, but when I get bored and there's nothing else to do and there's food there, like, I want to eat it. Right. So, so, day two, I learned my lesson from day one. I went to Subway on the way back into hunting camp and bought a foot-long club. My man. Stuck it in the refrigerator. So, the next day... I'm in there packing my backpack, and you know, inside the really nice backpack, still have this little pocket that's really made for spotting scopes. Okay. <laughs> well, that oh for old for old Jay Martin, those are made for foot long subway sandwiches. Oh, dude, that's that's the <laughs> bee's knees right there. <laughs> oh man, I've been waiting for Subway to bring back the baked chicken sandwich, man. Oh god, that thing was so you're, good. Yeah, Justin, you're encouraging Steve on his negative habits here. Yeah, Steve. I mean, you want to talk eating, man? I'm five nine two seventy four or something like you're that. You're five six, son. <laughs> five six. <laughs> so if you want to talk food, man, I got you. I got your back yeah. fully. I support any decision you want to make. I'm all over it, brother. I'm telling you. Now, you can go without a lot of things, but you can't go without food. Hey, my That's man. Right. That's right. All right, let's talk. If you had to pick one superhero power, what would it be? But it can't be fly. You can't say fly. Can't say fly. All right. I would probably, you know, it's not really a superpower, but I'd like to be like Batman. 
he's got the whole cave and he's got all those cool toys. Badass he's, he's rich too. I feel like Batman. That's that's a good yeah, one. Super rich. Oh, my alternative life is I'm a billionaire. Poor thing. <laughs> You okay, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's that's probably a superpower because there's like more yeah. billionaire, you know. Okay, yeah, exactly. fixed or mechanical broadheads? Fixed. I'll say fixed, man. These. I'll tell you what. With these Ramcats, you know, the reason a lot of people shoot mechanicals, they have trouble tuning their bow or getting their the broadheads to fly. No joke. All kidding aside, either the Ramcat originals or the Ramcat Diamondbacks. I mean, they fly, they really do fly just like a fill point. Mm. I mean, it's, it's crazy. This so is coming from a tournament point. archer. Yeah, yeah. That, that adds I mean, credibility I'm, for yeah. sure. I'm sitting there testing these things at 60, 70 yards and, and hitting a two or three inch dot at 60, 70 yards with six play broadheads. Are you kidding me? I mean, there's no reason to, to fool with anything else. Right. Yeah, interesting. I'm going to have to take a peek. Because yeah, they're the mixture. Okay, let's talk about face paint, face mask, or neither. Face mask when I'm turkey hunting, face mask when I'm deer hunting, and I'm expecting them to be a little skittish. Um, I'm, not a, I'm not a face paint guy. That's just not me. It's kind of cliche, huh? Uh, I wasn't gonna say it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just you just you just paint it in the Batman mask, right? The original, the Adam West, yeah. just the. <laughs> we always joke yeah. around about the the fancy face paint guys. Yeah, you know, you gotta draw little happy faces and deer antlers and all that other stuff. You know, you know, maybe if you spend a little more time scouting your spot, you know, and a little less time <laughs> in front of the beard, more stuff. Boom! <laughs> Shots fired. Shots okay, fired. That's right here. Awesome. All right. This is the finish the sentence. We got a few of them here, and then uh, then we're gonna let you let let you relax a bit. Um, during hunting season, my wife blank is very understanding. Wow. Oh, ooh, she must be sitting right next to you. <laughs> no, she's actually not. But man, between hunting and tournament and three kids. And my wife is not an outdoors girl at all. She is a city girl from Birmingham. You talk about two people 180 degrees different than each other, that's me and her, opposite track. Wow. And right. she, honest to goodness, she told me one time that she really didn't even know if she knew of somebody that hunted that she went to high school with. Whoa. Think about that. That's kind of my uh, situation, too. I, uh. I uh, was the only dude I knew that hunted in high school, but that that's crazy. Com- polar opposites, huh? Yeah. And talking about high school, man, I'll, I'll tell you something kind of crazy is oh, from the same high school, me, and then old Slade Reed works at Primo, so we went to high school together. Wait, would you say that again? I, I didn't catch that. Slade Reed that, that works for Primo. Oh, okay. Okay. We went to high school together. Really? Yeah. So it's kind of kind of crazy. We both wound up working in the hunting industry. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. Did you beat him up in high school or what? No. <laughs> oh, he beat you up. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I took a lot of beatings. I tell you what, <laughs> not too much. I tell you, my, man. If it didn't have anything to do with going and shooting deer, shooting turkeys, or playing football. I mean, you probably didn't even see me in high school. That's all I cared about. Right. Was was hunting and sports, and uh, and carried that on the into college. Uh, walked on at Auburn as a kicker, and uh, just just had a good time with it. Love that stuff. Nice. During the off season, my favorite thing to do is blank. There is no off season. I love it. <laughs> nice. Per- answer. Perfect answer. When I'm bored in the tree stand, I like to blank. I'm not gonna say I like to, but I sit there and work. <laughs> I yeah. I oh, basically, email. there is no off season. <laughs> There's no off season. It's really not. You know, we joke about it a lot. You know, what do we do for smartphones? And, and Richard's like, huh, you made, you didn't make any money. <laughs> yeah, that's you know, true. that's a good point, man. That's true. That, yeah. Very true. 
Well, man, hey, I appreciate you coming on the show. It really means a lot to us. Uh, you've been awesome. We have to, absolutely have to do another podcast. Oh, for sure. I feel like we could keep going. We This could be a four-hour-long podcast if we wanted it to be, and we already ran past the time that we said it was going to go. Um, so I just got to say a big thank you to you and and all your guys for doing what you do and coming on the show and just being so awesome to us. It, it means a lot. Well, thank you guys. It's an honor to be on with you, and I appreciate you guys asking me. Uh, certainly have enjoyed it. Uh, we're going to go see if we can't shoot some 12 rings tomorrow. Everybody can follow me and kind of see how things go. You can check me out on uh, Instagram at Down South Justin. And, uh, and also I have a Facebook page that's pretty much just dedicated to my tournament archery side. Uh, you can look at it, facebook.com slash Justin Martin Archery, and uh, see a lot of the tournament stuff on there i kind of keep keep that a lot, really technical and and into the tournament side of things oh for sure awesome well th- stick around on the phone real quick justin thank you so much again for coming on the podcast it means a lot to us we always enjoy talking to anybody that's into hunting mm-hmm. in the industry or whatever it may be um a lot of episodes coming up, guys. Yep. Things are starting to get busy, not only in our regular work life, working class bow hunter, welcome. And, uh, you know, we got a lot of stuff we're getting ready to juggle here, but we're going to try and put out two a week um, for the next few weeks here. And, uh, well, you know, as always, we're going to bring you one a week. Always. Mm-hmm. We had some internet issues this week, but we made, managed to hustle it out. Um, so thank you guys for sticking with us all this time. We're at our two year anniversary. Yes. I think that we should note that. Um, so we started our first podcast from getting almost no downloads to basically what we're doing today when we have people messaging us, telling us they listen. So that really means the world to us. And, uh, we can, we cannot thank you enough. Um, you guys want to add anything real quick or not? Yeah. Justin, when you, uh, when you see Darren Christianberry down there, I think he's shooting that you tell him. You talk to them Illinois boys, and then it'd be you, him, shooting for the first place tournament on Sunday. So That's right. Absolutely. We bring Absolutely. good luck. Darren, Darren's a heck of a guy. He finished second at the first tournament. Yes, he uh, did. He, he started off really well. He's he's one of my favorites, that's for sure. Yeah, I love that guy. Darren is, uh, and I think you're right up there too, Justin. I mean, you, it's the elite boys, man. You guys win my heart over, man. You guys got to be some of my favorite people. And Philip too and clint and all those guys all elite guys some of the top dudes in the industry so uh thank you justin again thanks everyone for listening you know what to do go shoot your bow we love you